Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. On this week's episode, I have another interview with you, uh, with blah, 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 another interview. You know, I could edit these things and um, be really professional, but I guess I'm not. Uh, I have another interview for you. This interview is with, and if you haven't figured out by now, I am on vacation. So that is why uh, you're getting these interviews finally. Because I wanted to do these, as I mentioned last week, I wanted to do them a long time ago. Um, I mean, I did them, and I did them for the film festival, but I wanted to put them out for you guys um, just to hear, you know, something different. Uh, and, and yeah, it ended up finally getting pushed to me with um, to, to do it, pushed me to do it whenever I realized I'm going on vacation, and I'm going to have two weeks where I don't have anything, uh, and I can't leave you guys hanging like that, so especially in this shitstorm of a bear market that we're dealing with but uh yeah this film the the interview um was with the director of a film called night in lockdown um and i think you guys love this film you can watch it at on our app you know go to mymoviesplus.com slash night like k-n-i-g-h-t dash in dash lockdown and it is a batman that is it's a it's a short it's about batman and what he did during the covid lockdowns so i know a lot of you bitcoiners are uh we all are people that were kind of annoyed with the lockdowns um and this was kind of a fun funny spin on it um so uh joel osborne he was the the uh, director writer he's a comedian in australia so you know down in australia they were um you know severely locked down but uh but he um made this short uh and just kind of explored the idea of like what would batman do in the event that um everything was locked down and there was no there was no crime so uh it was very interesting although we all know that there was plenty of crime during the lockdowns so I hope you guys enjoy this one, and then I'll be back with regular episodes um, starting next week. Uh, but uh, yeah, this I think you guys, let me know. I mean, send me messages, you know, send me some DMs, let me know if you guys like these, what you think of them. If you like them, um, then maybe, you know, I'll sprinkle in like some bonus ones here and there throughout uh, the year. Um, but yeah, anyways, enjoy this one, and go to bitbox.swiss and get yourself a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. And please get your coins off the exchange. Since I am pre-recording this ahead of time, God only knows how many exchanges have gone down between now and whenever this releases. So get your coins off the exchange and put them on your Bitbox O2 hardware wallet from Shift, oh, not Shift Crypto anymore, from Bitbox.Swiss. Go to Bitbox.Swiss slash Bitcoin Made Simple and use the promo code Bitcoin Made Simple to get 5% off. Also, from My Movies Plus, My Movies Plus, that's not the branding. The branding is Movies Plus. But go to mymoviesplus.com and you can use the promo code Corey, C-O-R-Y. There's a ton of you that have used it and it kind of is amazing to me. Um, and if you guys want to be, don't want to be the last one that had not used it or did I say that correctly? I don't know. Um, if you want to use it, you can get a year for $24 and it helps support free speech and it helps support me. And I appreciate you guys for supporting me. And you can watch the short the night in lockdown on there and um yeah i hope 
I hope you guys enjoy those. And then also go to upstreamdata.ca. Upstream Data is the creator of the black box. And you can get your mining equipment there, but you can get a black, black box and make your miner go quiet. So without further ado, here is my interview with Joel Osborne, the director of Night in Lockdown. Hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. I've got Joel Osborne here, who is the writer, director, star, and most everything, I think, of the film Night in Lockdown. The Caped Crusader is, uh, you know, traveling through the COVID lockdowns. And um, I, I got to say first, before we get into the formal part of the interview, I'm wearing a Batman t-shirt. Um, and that's you know, partially because, you know, you are Batman or, you know, we're <laughs> Batman, but uh, it's not too far out of the ordinary because I'll show you here. If you're watching the video, you'll see. So I got this for my birthday from my kids, oh, nice. a die cast oh. of the Batmobile. Um, and I'm obviously a huge Batman fan. Um, and uh, and this isn't the first time I've worn a Batman shirt in front of a Batman. Um <laughs> So I worked on The Dark Knight, but that was not whenever I did it. it. I was working on a film with Val Kilmer. In the day he showed up, I was the production assistant who was catching him at base camp. And they said, you know, hey, like, you know, get there, introduce yourself, show him to his trailer. I'm standing there. And like, as the SUV is rolling up, I look down and I'm like, son of a bitch. I was like, I'm wearing a Batman <laughs> shirt. And, um, and so he comes out and he just looks at it and go, look, like, looks at it and looks up at me and goes, well, that's nice. And I, <laughs> I kind of wanted to be like, dude, dude, I promise. Like, I don't even think of you as Batman. Like, you know, you're, you know, <laughs> you're just one that's of them. Cool. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was, uh, it was funny, but yeah. So I had to wear the Batman shirt to talk to Batman. And, and does it feel weird to think of yourself that you were one of the iterations of Batman? um yeah well you know from from a young age i've always loved batman you know especially with the 89 when i was a kid seeing the 89 tim burton keaton uh batman that was like a real uh you know every kid's dream in the 80s when they saw that film was either to be batman or the joker you know so uh yeah yeah so <laughs> so i thought yeah why don't i write a script where i could play both of them so um yeah it's uh it's interesting you know because like the thing with when i was i was gonna say too this feels like we're back in lockdown doing zoom meetings because i did I know, so many right? zoom meetings during lockdown so it's kind of interesting that the film said about that but it's um yeah yeah I, I think it's you know it's every kid's dream to to play batman and and for me too and i'm kind of, i'm still like a kid at heart so for, for me too it's like out of all the superheroes batman to me was always the most um one that i could relate to you know because he after all he is human and that's yeah. kind of and th that's the kind of themes that i wanted to hit on in in this uh short film that i made where you know at the end of the day you know no one can escape covid we're all affected by it and we're all in the same boat and that was the kind of catalyst for 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 writing uh this short film bringing batman down to our level to to just show that yeah we're, we're all we're all in this together you know yeah, I, I talk about that a little bit. I mean, when when was the moment that it hit you? Were you like, because I thought that was fascinating. I mean, I think you know everybody's obviously to different degrees sick of the whole COVID thing, but at that time it was really interesting. If we all remember that, like you're like, wow, like every celebrity, every person in the world is doing the same exact thing. Um, mm -hmm. So 
talk about when when did that inspiration hit where you're like what the what would batman yeah. be doing <clears throat> yeah well that, that's initially i thought was the you know a kind of unifying thing about covid like that we're all at the beginning you know yeah. later on it got <laughs> crazy and everyone just went nuts <laughs> and it all became very divisive but initially it was like yeah there's this sort of connectedness that we're all having this universal experience here and although you know it's a terrible thing but it's like you know you look at uh past generations with major world wars you know it's sort of has brought everyone together and everyone's unified and, and worked together to sort of um yeah it, it kind of brings out the, the best in humanity but then after a while obviously it didn't but it was uh that thought that yeah we're we're, we're all we're all connected here within this and and it was uh, and i thought well what if someone is you know as wealthy and as powerful as someone like bruce wayne or batman you know what what would uh what would the effects be on someone like that and yeah and that, that was kind of the catalyst for the idea of uh idea of writing this uh short film and and then obviously from that because i'm 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 a comedian i i sort of kept slanted it towards more of a comedic edge but all the while i wanted to maintain a sense of credibility with with, with batman and not denigrate him in any way although he's you know, faced with all these sort of humiliating situations, he still maintains his uh, sense of um, sense of morals and, and, and credibility throughout those uh, trying times, which we were put in those situations, right? Where a lot of our um, a lot of our characters were kind of uh, brought to the forefront. You, you know, it's like mm -hmm. they always say, "True character is revealed under pressure." Well you know that that's what that, that that they're the instances i want to put batman in and and for anyone that's like a batman fan you'll know the, the great thing about him like uh like one of his great superpowers is he's like incorruptible you know he, he he can be faced with so much adversity and so many um moral challenges but he always maintains that kind of um ethical approach so yeah that's that was you know i'm, I'm getting kind of into the subtext here of the idea of it all but that was uh that was kind of the underlining uh idea behind it yeah yeah and i will tell you the comedic angle um my wife who is like the harshest you know like i consider myself a funny you know generally funny person but like if i can make her laugh i'm like oh my god that was actually funny um and uh she had like a good like actual you know like lol uh belly laugh with uh with um bane um and his uh bane getting his uber eats and you know his his uh wariness because of his you know respiratory issues um, yeah, yeah that was a that was you know one of the big ones that she that i heard from her i was like man oh, that's like, great yeah that's so and that's what's so interesting with this, like hearing how different people and like on online people writing about it and saying how they tuned into all these different things. So it's nice to, yeah, it's nice to hear that, that your wife connected to that because it's, it's always like there's a scene with the shoes in the alleyway and the real sort of bat nerds, they all comment on that saying how much they enjoyed that, the reference to the air trainer threes from the 89 Keaton bat suit and, oh, yeah. and, and like the, the um, Joker going to the, um, uh, getting lost in translation instead of Comic Con, he goes to the this um communist um convention <laughs> comic con so there's all these like little little sort of things in there that uh, people each different person uh kind of appreciates so yeah it's, it's nice to hear that and that's how you can tell it's written by a stand-up comedian because like honestly like if you're a seasoned stand-up comedian that's the thing i've noticed just watching so much of it in my life is that like there are so many different little pieces that like other it's like people different people are going to pick up different pieces along the way and you know find that outside that you know hats off to you because that was that was really well done um and uh so 
so I guess you've always been a big Batman fan, like you said. Um, did you have a costume as a kid, and did you run around? Uh, no, I didn't actually. I I, I always um because I, I remember looking in a magazine. Uh, God, forget the name of the magazine. It was one of those. It's not around in my star log. I think maybe it was um one of those because uh, that store that Batman goes to that's closed down called Comic Kingdom was a place I used to go to when I was a kid. And oh really? So no like, way. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I used to love going there, and I, I would look through, and I remember looking through one of the magazines in that store. There were always American import magazines that we got, like, five months later. Like, back in the 80s, not before the internet, it just took forever for everything to get to Australia. Even films were, like, six months later. Oh. So you would have, like, a summer release. We would have, like, Christmas release, you know, of, yeah. of the same film. So... um when I was, remember looking through this magazine and seeing that they had a Batman costume in there, it was like one of those old sort of ratty rubber ones and it all looked all, all askew and, and I was just sort of, ah, I think I'm all right. I, I don't need to, uh, I don't need to. <laughs> and and, and at, at the time it was like maybe like $150, which in the late eighties was uh, like, you know, a million dollars to a kid. Right. Yeah. So I, um, no, so I never really got a Batman suit, but then for this one, when I thought, well, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it right. And, and um, my friend, um, Jim Hare, who he actually directed this, he, um, I, I sent the script to him. He said, I love it. Let's do this. But we both made a decision from the get go. If we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. We have to make it cinematic. You know, we can't make it just some handy cam looking, you know, mm. half, uh, half ass kind of attempt. So we and I said, well, if we're going to, if we're, we're going to, do this well the suit has to be credible too we can't just um you, you know just whack something together and hope for the best so i um i found uh on online did a lot of research on it and found this guy sean reeves from reeve effects who actually makes his uh, cows the batman cows from the original 89 production mold so i mm. thought great well i found track and there was some problems i had before that. i ordered some masks on ebay some cows and they were just like embarrassing so i, <laughs> so I ended up ordering, no not at all so i ended up ordering the for me the cow is like it's like they say the shoes make the outfit for me the cow makes the outfit so i started with that but beyond that i um i basically made the rest of the suit out of eva foam and uh a heat gun and plasti dip and so running to the fabric store to the hardware store and just buying all of this stuff and because it was during COVID, getting your hands on a lot of stuff was very limited during that time so i thought well you know i've got i'm in lockdown i may as well uh you know utilize my time here so i made the rest of the suit and um yeah just throwing stuff together and stitching stuff so yeah it was uh it was great to get the the, the proper cow and which i was so thankful to that my head fit the right dimensions of michael keaton because that that's what it was made from his uh his dimensions of his face so so I, I had my fingers crossed the whole time waiting for the cow to arrive in the mail from the states that it would actually um fit right but uh, thankfully it did and uh you, you know the suit's not a hundred percent like i'll be the first to admit like you know uh like with close-up angles on it i was always like oh god and looking at it on screen because it's not you know it was made by me i'm, I'm no costume maker but it was uh i, oh, I think mean, in, dude, you're was, selling yourself short man it was you know it looked incredible i was i thought oh. you know i, I was I, first of all if you had seen if you would see a costume i'd put together it'd be you know like i just get the pajamas with like the little velcro <laughs> cape you know? 
<laughs> yeah. yeah well, it was uh, it, it was really nice of uh well that's kind of you to say and it was a uh, nice of um Carl Newman who was uh Michael Keaton's movement double in the original 89 Batman he reached out after watching that and was just so complimentary and kind with his uh his words about it and he's obviously someone who's a very deep thinker because he was getting into the subtext of things that he was um that sent me a message about and just uh and how much he appreciates so for me that was a huge deal to get sort of uh, a positive uh note from someone involved in the original playing the original yeah. 89 Batman so yeah, and I thought, well, if he was all right with the way it looked, then it's it's okay. But you know, I I I still feel those little little moments in it when I'm looking at it, I'm going, ah, damn, that's a, that didn't really uh, fit right with the suit. But you know, I, I'm I guess I'm just a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to that. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it there's not a filmmaker that has made a movie that doesn't have anything where they're like, oh God, I wish I would, you know um sure it's uh sure. it's a the filmmaker's plate uh where did you get the batmobile because oh, that yeah. was like an actual batmobile yeah, i showed my kids yeah. and they were like how did he get that you know <laughs> i know that's what i asked myself how did i get it it was um uh, this guy zach um in in sydney uh which is a town i'm from here in australia he um he basically made one himself he's he's just like a whiz this guy like an automotive whiz and he um he originally bought the the fins for, that were from the original um uh, one of the production from the original 89 production that had some of these fins and he saw them um and bought them and then from that thought well i got to make the rest of the car now so he actually <laughs> made this uh this bat but the thing is the thing like because i've always I, I've, I've researched on the batmobile and they always say whatever dog of a car it was to drive and just how it you know didn't handle that grade and it was just a real uh uh yeah just not not the greatest thing to uh to get to a high speed so um zach put made this thing like twin turbo um engine and the thing just roars and it's roadworthy too and we went for when we we're driving to the location to shoot one of them and i was in the passenger seat and he just said check this out and he just put the foot down and the thing literally was incredible the thing just like screamed along the road but the thing the interesting thing was it was so smooth too so it actually felt like the batmobile should feel and and he um so yeah and he, he's a great guy he does a lot of charity work for make-a-wish foundation and uh, uh with a lot of kids and so he dresses up as batman and drives out and takes kids for uh joy rides in it and uh i just called him up and explained to him the idea and he started laughing on the phone when i told him about the <laughs> So the synopsis for the for the film and he said i'm on board you, you tell me what you need and i'm there so thankfully yeah we were able to uh get the actual uh yeah 89 batmobile in it it's it's wild and i mean you know my kids i mean they just couldn't believe they're like did he make it and i was like i think so and they're like really <laughs> uh, and now the yeah, question is gonna like, be yeah why didn't if you, you like that, the bat suit look what he did with his car yeah, <laughs> like I, I'm gonna be fighting for like the next six months. They're gonna be like, "Dad, can you just do this for me?" And um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that uh, what what did it feel like the first time you put on the cape and cowl and like actually had it on? Because I'll preface this with, um, you know, I, I tweeted out a couple weeks ago uh, that you know, like, oh, I quote, like, my wife says, "You can dress however you want tonight. I don't care what you look like." You know, it's just like a wife thing to say, you know, because usually she will want me to like look a little nicer. But when she says that, she's thinking, OK, he's going to wear like basketball shorts and a T-shirt and look like a slob. Yeah, yeah. And I said, but and then I put like how I actually want to go out looking. And it was like the 
you know, Robert Pattinson, like Batman, like walking in, you know, like with all his stuff on. And I was like, you know, as a, as much as I'm an adult, but like as a child, the child inside of me, I'm like, yeah, if it was socially acceptable, I would walk around in a Batman cape and cow like you know <laughs> it's just not socially acceptable yeah. so yeah so yeah, that but yeah. like that uh that had to feel cool because i remember even um uh christian bale saying he remembered the last time that he put it on thinking oh man like this this is gonna be it you know this is it it's it's pretty yeah like awesome yeah, no, other than filming there's no real other reason to put it on but yeah it was um it felt good watching it the first time, like, you know, putting the black, um, the black um, smudge around the eyes and, and putting it on. And, the, and, and, and it was interesting. The first time that we filmed it was in the city and um, it w- was at the Wayne Manor location. And we'll, um, we just went in there uh, and my wife, Erica, was helping out. And this ranger comes up and is like, what the hell are you doing here? This is like government house that you're filming. You're in the botanical <laughs> gardens. Where's your permit? And I'm like, I'm like, permit. And she's, <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you need a permit or, or you, or you got to pay. And I'm like, ah. So anyway, she ended up writing up this bloody form thing. And I and addressed as actually in the behind the scenes footage um, for this. Um, we, we put um, with the talk that I give, we, we showed some photos of it. <clears throat> my wife took the photo of me as Batman having to get my wallet out and handing the credit card to the ranger to, uh, to sign um to, to to get access to film in front of this uh um government house which we we shot as wayne manor and um and i'm thinking god this is this, this is just embarrassing you know like, this, this is the first <laughs> time i'm wearing this suit i'm, I'm getting fined uh, but then after that we walked down to get that shot um in an area called martin place with the fountain shot that was in the matrix film and and um oh and, yeah and yeah film. and so as we're walking down there there's these food trucks there that um feed um homeless people so all the homeless people were lined up and i was walking through the square like as batman and the homeless people turned, and they were jumping up and down and cheering and <laughs> and, and kind of running over and like shaking batman's hand and, ah! and it was great it was great to see that reaction from um from yeah from from all these uh these people homeless people in the square and and, and the contrast to that was uh, like business people walking by at night who were just consumed on their phone, just looking. And it just made me realize the lack of awareness that the general public have. Because I'm walking along as Batman. These people have got no idea just walking by me, looking on their phone. And <laughs> I, But it was the homeless people that were the ones that actually were paying attention and sort of aware of their surroundings. So that was nice to see, you know, that Batman could have uh, um, a sort of positive effect on uh, on certain people. That's awesome. Uh, that's so cool um and uh and to have um what what was the you know what, what time or like what uh what year did you film it was it during 2020 or was it 2021 uh, uh, 21 21 into 22 see I, I was um <clears throat> i was on tour a lot of the time too so we filmed it over a, uh, over a chunk of time so which was good because it also gave us time to uh you know, look at the footage and go, right, we got that shot. And there were some shots like the one where he, Batman's walking along and jumps the fence of Wayne Manor. Mm-hmm. And there was, uh, the, the, just with the shot coming over the other side, the landing wasn't quite right on it. So we went back and reshot that, but having to get it with the light and reshoot that. So it felt like it was all in the same time frame was just, uh, was like very difficult to do, but we, we ended up making it work. But so there were certain, um, 
shots where we uh, yeah had to go back and just just retweak like in the alleyway shot uh, on the first um, night with all the the thugs in the alleyway we we got all these shots but then Dimitri the one who does like the roundhouse kick and has the knife there were just certain little close-up shots that we needed for coverage like we thought that's ah, just like if we get a close-up of the knife and the reflection and the light that will be a nice moment so we went back with him and just reshot a couple of things in the alleyway there so it was uh it was um yeah great to have that time like there wasn't really a limit on when to release it like ideally i would have loved to have released this back during covid you know mm-hmm. but it was um but there were just so many restrictions too in sydney like uh, i don't know how it was in pittsburgh there but we had like kilometer like you could only go a certain few kilometers within the vicinity of where your address was there was a limit of people that could go out and film and which was all right for um jim and i the the director because he uh it was just him and i most of the time so it was two people so we we fit within the covid rules of uh of um not being within a group um out at night and so and and it was all mainly handheld um photography for this too so it was really quick on a lot of locations we could just roll up jump out of the car me in the bat suit get the shot right we got it yeah quick review right we're off to the next location so it was uh kind of nice to have that freedom where we didn't have a huge crew with setting up lights and and that would have then involved permits and all this kind of crazy stuff so yeah we were able to get away with this on a not only on a shoestring budget but on a very limited um limited crew yeah i was gonna ask that about the crew size and so that answers that but uh what kind of cameras you guys use um it was a sony um is it x or something the cinemas um the one that shoots great in low light whatever that one is yeah Sony uh, x something or other or sx um something yeah i'm showing my limited uh my limited knowledge in, in cameras here but yeah it was uh yeah it was a great great camera and a lot of it was um like handheld on um on a gimbal and yeah, I mean, it was great just to like from like I I know it looks big budget, but I, I finance this whole thing myself too, and so it was great to be able to get things like the Batmobile and and, and get like the government house for Wayne Manor and and also the um the State Theatre in Sydney. We used that for the interior shots on a lot of the Wayne Manor stuff, mm-hmm. and and also the exterior obviously as well. Yeah, so just, yeah, it, it, I mean. So you did this truly on a on a shoestring budget. Oh, to... totally, totally. Like, like I said, this is out of my own back pocket, and and like as I'm sure you can appreciate, a lot of us weren't making heap of money during COVID, you know. So yeah. we couldn't we couldn't we couldn't do our jobs or anything. So yeah, I I just became very resourceful with the the money I was um, throwing into this, and and it was just it was, you know it was a passion project. Like um like the director um, Jim and I said like it's. Like people say, well, what do you want out of this? And you know, what what do you, what do you want to gain from doing this? And it's like just to do it, you know, it's like mm-hmm. just something fun to do, you know. So that's uh yeah. And I just thought, well, you know, you know, I'm I'm willing to you know throw my own money into this just to to make it happen. And like I said, a lot of people came to the table. Like, you know, I couldn't afford to buy a, a real Batmobile or make a real bat. Oh, that's the uh, that's the hotel. Hang on, let me get rid of this call real quick. Yeah, yeah. Hello, yes. Hi, yes, I'm checking out as well. Yep, thank you. Sorry, that was hotel reception there. I'm in my hotel room there. Like, what the hell are you still doing in the room? But anyway, got a late (laughs) check out. So, um, yeah, it was um, it was great just to and and to have that kind of guerrilla style filming on it too, where like I, I liken um, Jim the director like Robert Rodriguez. He's like a one man crew, you know, he, he doing everything, doing you know lighting, sound, 
filming, editing, um, you know, post-production on, on, on all of the, um, on all the color grading and everything. So yeah, it was a real, and, and I, you know, I would go over to his place and do the narration, um, in, in my best, uh, faux American Batman accent. And so, yeah, it was, uh, just, I was going to um, say, was that inspired by uh, the Christian Bale or? Um, yeah, a little bit. Of, kind of a, I wanted to make it a bit kind of nondescript, you know, but yeah, a little bit with that kind of the gravelly, you know, kind of sound. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't quite the Christian Bale because everybody knows that no, was like so was over all, the top. You know? Yeah, I, yeah, I needed to make it somewhat audible, you know. Yeah, and, um, yeah, because I remember those moments in the Dark Knight trilogy. I'm like, come again, you know. So it was, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was just. And also, too, because I'm narrating for the whole time, uh, I'd end up, you know, sounding like Tom Waits by the end of it, ripping my throat out. So I, I had to keep it somewhat, uh, you know, accessible with the with the with the narrative voice there. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, that's pretty. Uh, that, that would be difficult uh, to to stretch your pipes like that. Um, yeah, I had one last question to finish up. Um, do you? do you hope that you see i mean I, I have a feeling i know the answer to this but do you think this could inspire other people to do fan made films because like you said where people are like what do you want out of this and it's like nothing like to do it you know and like i know a lot of people could do it with home stuff and it's not it's just it's not going to look as good you know so you have to take the care to to do it you mm. know like you did but i feel like people have enough resources nowadays to do it do you think we'll see a growth in this genre of of fan-made content of you know these huge intellectual properties that we never get our fingers on sure sure yeah i hope so yeah because i, I enjoy watching them you know it's like and for, for me it's always you know at all uh, like with stand-up with, with anything kind of that i that i do it always starts with the idea and the script or the the you know the concept of what it is you want to put out there so for me like for me, the most important thing was to get the script right initially, because I thought, well, what's the use of doing it if it's like, if it's just an excuse for me to jump around dressed as, uh, dressed as Batman, you know, it's not really <laughs> that much of a, you, you know, a reason to do it. So for me, it was, uh, it always comes back to the script, it comes back to the written word, you know, as long as you've got a good concept and, a, you know, for, for me, it was like, well, what's something, because there's been a lot of fan films done out there, but I was like, well, what can I bring to it? You know, it's like, do I just, um, not, uh, it's not really my way to just do like a serious kind of thing that's been done before uh for me it was like no look, i'll take a different slant on a, a different angle which you know is which is comedy is all about it's like looking at something that everyone else looks at but just putting a slant on it and looking at it from a different angle so that's um so yeah if if someone's out there and they've got a good idea and like if i can do it anyone can do it you know it's not it's not it's not it's just if you have a bit of passion behind it and a bit of drive to to do it it's like screw it just throw your hat in the ring and give it a whirl you know yeah that's, yeah uh, that's, how no, I that's, it. that's awesome well everybody uh you've already probably watched night in lockdown if you want to vote for it and so Joel cannot, you know, don't worry, Warner Brothers, he's not trying to make money off of this because he can't make money yeah. off of it. So to be yeah. very clear, um, it's part of the film festival and you can go to moviesplusdirect.com slash film festival and vote for it to, uh, to if you want it to win the best shorts category. And if uh, if you win, then Joel will take the the cash prize that goes for the winner. And we can direct it towards any charity that you would like. Uh, that way, Warner that Brothers good. isn't knocking on your door, and you know, 
uh, you can keep spreading the the Batman cheer in the right direction. So thank you so much for coming on, and you know I really appreciate it. Oh, no, no, thank you, Corey. It was great to chat with you. Yep, thank you so much, and everybody check out the movie and let them know what you think. Thanks again to Joel for doing that interview, and thanks again to you guys for listening. Um, and I will be back with regular episodes uh, next week. But I hope you guys enjoyed these. And like I said, send me a message if you want to hear more of these every once in a while. But uh, I appreciate you guys, as always, for listening. And go to the bitbox.swiss slash Bitcoin Made Simple and get yourself a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. Take your coins off the exchange. Use the promo code Bitcoin Made Simple to get 5% off your order. And you will thank me later. And I will talk to you guys later.